0: Listening to the Church 2911 Sermons podcast, you can follow along with the notes for this message and get better connected with our church by visiting church2911.com/connect. Now, here's Pastor Rick or another member of our team with this week's message. We want to talk about community today. Uh, so far in this series, we talked about dream home, we talked about dream marriage, we've talked about uh, dream kid—you know, raising your kids—and and, and we've talked about so many things. Well, today we kind of want to start it off and, or, or, or bring it to a close with, with dream community. Uh, community. Uh, let's just go ahead and throw that definition up there. A community is a group of living things sharing the same environment. They usually have shared interest in human communities. Uh, people have some of the same beliefs and needs, and this affects the identity of the group and the people in it. Uh, that's just a, you know I I had to kind of get definitions out of the way first. I'm a, I'm a word guy. I like to know what words mean. I like to know their backgrounds. And so when you think about community, if I say community, it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So for the basis of what we're talking about today, this is what we're looking at with community. You know, it's 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 people that share the same environment. Uh, you know, we usually have common interests. We have things that are there. Um, we've got a lot of uh, we got a lot of real we, we got a few real estate agents here. And so. Now, now there's a there's a thing in real estate. It's a very old saying, but uh, there are three things that determine value in real estate when it comes to that, and 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 uh, they are location, location, location. You you, you guys have heard that right? Uh, when it comes to valuing your house and everything, those three things, location, 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 determine what it is. You can have a beautiful house in a destitute neighborhood that's got crack houses across the street, and it's probably not going to bring as much as it would if it were in Mountain Brook or Homewood or somewhere. Uh, my dad, the house I grew up in, when uh, after my dad had a stroke, and we had to put him in a, in a nursing facility, and my mom had passed, uh, my brother and I looked at it uh, because my dad, the house we grew up in, it was a nice house, three-bedroom. you know, uh, It had a bath, but it, had a, it only had one bath and a full basement. We and we looked at adding another bath and doing some things, but it was in Center Point where I grew up. Uh, the center point of the 70s and early 80s that I grew up in is not the center point of today And so that same house had it been in Mountain Brook or Homewood, uh, I could have you know It would have it would have been worth it for us to fix up and do some things because I probably could have got a little bit more money Larry right, you know, you're you're my resident uh, uh, expert this morning, okay, so <laughs> So, uh, you know, but but there it, it might have made a little bit more sense to do that. So in, in the same token Uh, Go to that next slide just as a dream house is that it's most valuable in the right neighborhood your spiritual house Is that it's most effective when it's in the right community? Does that make sense that was so awe-inspiring you just kind of took your breath away, right? That's why you know you're kind of quiet there for me It it was it's it's a it was kind of a truth that hit me pretty hard to know that just like that house where I build my house Determines the value where I build my spiritual house is determined by the community how effective I can be is determined by the community that it's a part of and so today we want to talk about that and and, and I want to talk just a few minutes about our community and and, and about ways that we can do that um, the first question always needs to be what does the Bible have to say about community what does the Bible say about it so let's go to Colossians I'm gonna give you a couple of scriptures some of these we're gonna hit pretty quick and and move on uh, Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other in step with each other None of this going off and doing your own thing and cultivate thankfulness. I like that last one This this is the message. I like the message Bible because it dumbs it down enough so I can get it It's not you know I grew up memorizing the King James and I can quote stuff in King James But I can understand it in the message, but it says and go and cultivate thankfulness Don't do this going off and doing your own thing and so many times we we get to the place that you know we have we have a good idea I think I could do it better than, I think I can do this better than Pastor Rick. I think I can, uh, uh, I think I could probably lead worship better than Pastor Jamie. I think I could do this. We start to get those ideas in our head. I think I could do this. I know more, my boss is an idiot. My parents are stupid. I can do this. And all of you guys know, you've had that thought at one time or another, okay? Uh, If not, you're not being honest. Uh, Or maybe I'm just a much meaner person than you are. I don't know, because... Because we have those thoughts from time to time. And this is what the Bible says. Don't go off doing your own thing and cultivate thankfulness. Learn how to be thankful. One of the, one of the things that we have, one of, the, one of the traits of our community in the U.S. is that we are so ungrateful for things we have. And if you've ever been on a missions trip and gone to a third world country and you watch, you know, we, <laughs> we get mad. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in trouble. Uh, we, uh, my wife is doing the Walmart pickup thing and so uh, uh and she, she's getting used to this you guys know this story and so uh a week or so ago we were doing it we had a small group on friday night and so she was going to pick it have the groceries so she could pick it up on her way home friday night because we had some stuff for small group uh first off we're 30 five minutes late for small group because she waited an hour and a half to get her stuff and then she was like uh they told her they were out of mustard and she's like you're telling me there is no mustard in this store you're telling me that in this entire store there is no mustard in this place. But, you know, it's little things like that that we, that we take for granted and we get angry because they don't have mustard. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a diabetic, and so I, I, I try not to, to, to use a lot of sugar uh, except for my dessert. But um, I try not to, and so like... And, and coffee and, and, and unsweet tea and things like that, uh, I go to restaurants and all they have is the pink stuff. And the pink stuff is nasty. Unless you just grew up and you're used to it and you're addicted to it. But, you know, I like the blue or the yellow, but the pink stuff is just gross. And so you go in there and we get angry at things like this because they don't have it. We go and we wait. We go to a restaurant. We have to wait for thirty minutes, so we get so angry about it. And then we go to a foreign country, and there are people that are having to steal just so they have something for their family to eat that day. We go and you see people where you throw trash out, and they go dig through the trash so that they can have something to take back to help build the wall in their house, so the animals can't come in. You go and, and you see things, and and so Jesus is like, "You guys need to cultivate." This is Paul. You need to cultivate thankfulness. Uh, Going to the next scripture, Matthew eighteen twenty. And when two or three of you gather together because of me, you can be sure that I'll be there. This is, this is Jesus talking about community. Go to the next one real quick. I'm just, I'm just going to hit that one. Galatians 6.1. Live creatively, friends. If someone falls into sin, forgivingly restore him. Saving your critical comments for yourself. Ouch. Saving your critical comments for yourself. You might be needing forgiveness before the day is out. <laughs> Stoop down and reach out to those who are oppressed. Share their burdens and so complete Christ's law. If you think you're too good for that, you are badly deceived. This is what Jesus is talking about with community. Jesus gave it to Paul, and Paul brings to us. You know, with us community, we, we like to do things. Uh, I I've been a worship pastor. I've been parts of worship teams. I I've, I've been on staff, and I've done these things. And 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 there's a fine line between holding holding our guys to a standard and judging them if they don't if if they mess up. You know, in, in, in coming to in church, with there, there's a biblical standard of Jesus is, it, Jesus wants us to live a spotless life, is what he says. But he also understands that there is sin, and because we have sin, and because we do things that we shouldn't do, he died on the cross, so there is forgiveness, and his blood covers, uh, the, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. And so we have, to, we, we have this dichotomy, this thing that, that, that we go back and forth that I'm a sinner, but I'm saved by grace. And so sometimes we forget the saved by grace part. And when we've been this a long time, I got saved in 1976. And uh, um, now I've gotten saved a bunch of times since then. Uh, so, but, you know, <laughs> but I got saved in 1976. I was, uh, I, I, was, I was in grammar school. I was going to a Christian school. And, and the teacher talked about it. She shared it that day. And so now I grew up in church. You guys can understand. I was born on Saturday, and I was in church on Sunday. Maybe not exactly, but pretty close to it. My mom sang in the choir. My dad was a deacon. Uh, my mom's dad was a pastor. My, my, my dad's dad I grew up in church, man. It's, it's all I've ever known. And yet, when I get to the age and after you've done it for a long time, we start to think we've got it all figured out. And it's easy for me to forget that I'm still an idiot sometimes. Luckily, I have my wife to remind me. But we forget sometimes. We think we've got it all figured out and we get to that point. And this is what Paul is saying. Jesus you know, wants to remind us that we have to share burdens and complete Christ's law. We have to reach down to those who are oppressed because there's a time. And if it hasn't happened yet, it's going to happen when you need help. And we need to develop this community. And this is what the Bible said community is what it's all about. Where we begin to develop this, where we help others, and others begin to help us, and we can build this, and then our spiritual house can become effective because we're not trying to do it by ourselves. Sometimes we're so stubborn. And, and, and we, we think, I could, do it. I, I could do it by myself. I, I, I do this sometimes. I'm there, and I've got, I'll go on the job site, and I've got a crew under me. And you go in, and they did something wrong. And it's like, you guys are stupid. Get out of the way. Let me do this. Here, let's, let, just let me do it. And all that happens is, they so think, I'm a jerk. <laughs> and I end up trying to do everything. And so I'm not going to meet my deadlines. And I'm not going to get everything done because I can't do it by myself. Because I need to utilize the people that are there. And if I don't teach them, then they're not going to learn. And at some point, I'm not going to be able to do it anymore. And if they can't do it, then we're in trouble. God is calling us to create community. God is calling us to build a community so that it's not just me. It's not just about what I can do. It's not just about how many songs Jamie can lead. It's not just about how many sermons Rick can preach. It's about who they can raise up who can do that. It's about who they can raise up and teach to do that so that they can, they can teach the next generation and they can teach the next generation and we can begin to reach our community and reach our world for the gospel of Christ. The Bible is all about community. So there's a few things about community that we need to talk about. And the first one is that community requires different roles. There are a lot of different parts of community. Um, let me go ahead and give you this. In order for a community to function... Members of the community have to do their part The concept goes beyond thinking and acting as individuals to common beliefs about shared interest in life You see there are different roles in a community if everybody if everybody in a community if we think of community like a Like like, like a neighborhood if we think of community like you know a, a town of Gardendale or something if everybody is a fireman That's great if there's a fire but it's not real great when we need the police. It's not real great when we need somebody to do the, to, the, to do the maintenance, to cut the grass and trim the hedges and do the things that, that there are so many parts of the community that get done. If everybody in the community is, if everybody in the community does one thing, then pretty soon there are a lot of things that aren't getting done. And there's a lot of people that just get lazy because there's no reason for me to do it if everybody else is doing it. It requires different roles in community, and, and so those roles those roles are, are, are things that you may think in yourself, you may think, that's not an important role. I don't want to do that. I want to do something else. Or, you know, you may think, man, I wish I could do this role, but there are different roles that everything is required. Let, let me put that scripture up there. This is, this is the Bible. In Romans, in this way, we are like various parts of the human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The hand is important because it's part of the body. The, hand, the body's not important because of the hands. Does that make sense? We get, each part gets its meaning from the body not the, as the whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as a part of his body. But as a chopped off finger or a cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? Since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed and marvelously functioning parts in the Christ's body. You see, we, are all, we, we, we talk about the body of Christ and being part of the body and coming together as part of the body. And, and each part of the body is important. Um, if you chop off your toe, you may think that my big toe doesn't function very much. Try standing up and trying to do things and keeping your balance and stuff without that. You may think that my thumb, you know, my thumb is not that important. I mean, you know, there, I can hitchhike with it. I can, you know... Uh, I, I could use it to open my iPhone. I can do, you know, but, uh, you know, as a whole, but chop that thumb off and see how far you get. You know, there, there are things, my nose, my nose, all it does is run at this time of year because, the, you know, the pollen's fixing to kick in and, and this weather going back and forth, all my nose does is run and it just, uh, you know, it's just terrible. I got a baby in the house and the diapers stink and so, you know, it's just, I, I wish I didn't have this nose sometime. Am I right? You know what I'm talking about? I wish I didn't have this thing. My mouth gets me in trouble. I wish I didn't have this mouth, you know. But when you when you take it away, or maybe you think, you know what, this part is so important. You know what? What if your hand thought? And and this is stupid. I know we talk about this, but you know, if my hand is so important, and my hand says I'm going to leave the rest of you, and I'm going to go do this. You know, I can play the piano. I don't need you. I'm going to go off and 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 make. I'm going to go. I'm going to go be a music star and play the piano. Well, first off, he needs this one to make it really work, and so. Uh, and second off, you know, uh, by itself, if it's not attached to the brain that's attached to the nerve endings, that's attached to the muscles, that's attached to everything that tells it how to do, it doesn't function the same. And we are that way, and we have to understand that as the body of Christ, part of being community is that we all have parts to play. I'll never forget my dad told me, uh, um, he told me this story one time about, he, he, um, he always wished my dad, my dad can't sing. Uh, my dad's not great speaking in front of people. Uh, my dad, you know, there's a lot of things he's 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 kind of shy. If he doesn't know you, uh, he gets nervous and starts to stumble over his words. And 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 he told me he said, "I prayed one time, God, what what is it? You know, I, I wish that I could go out and I could do this. You know, I go to church and I hear it, and I I really wish that I could." I could go preach to people and win the lost. I wish that I could go witness to people. I wish I could do this. And and he said that uh, my dad grew up on a dairy farm, and and they and they had, and of course, they had uh, pastures and stuff. Not only with cows, but they had a garden and things. And and he talked about you know growing up and having to pick peas in the garden. And and he and his brothers, uh, and they each had a row. And the row that they went down, they were responsible for that row to pick the peas on each side on that row. And he said, God told him, he said, I placed you in a row, and you're responsible for the row that you're in. And he said, you know, for me, it was really freeing, because I understood that I didn't have to be able to do this. I didn't have to be able to do that. I had to do what I, what I was called to do. Um, one of my godfathers, uh, uh, Vaude Lambert, he... Um, he used to always preach that we're supposed to bloom where we're planted. He would tell young ministers this: "Bloom where you're planted." Every young minister wants to be at a huge church. Every young minister wants to be, you know, wants to send to the place. But you know, we always start off at small churches. As a youth pastor with four kids, two of them are the pastor's kids, which are the, the worst. But anyway, and so, uh, no offense there, Brent. Um, but, you know, and and so we start off with things like that. And, and and he said, you have to bloom where you planted because if you don't learn how to do that where you're at, then you can't move to the next step. And if you don't move to the next step, then you can't move to the next step. And if you don't do that, you can't get ultimately where I have. And so this is the thing. There are different roles in community, and we need that. Not only do we need to play our role, we need people in our community to play roles. We need people who fill those roles. There are people in my life, That I go to for spiritual guidance. There are people that if I need to hear from God or man, I'm hearing this and I'm not sure, and I need to make sure I'm doing the right thing, there are people that I go and I talk to. I happen to serve that role in a couple of other people's lives. They come to me when they when when they have that need and, and, and they place me and ask me to be that in their life. And so I play that role, but I need someone in that role in my life, in my community. And those people who are my spiritual guides, they need somebody in their life that can do that. And the people who I am their spiritual guide, they, they have people under them that seek that, you know. And, and so that's the way the community begins to work, is that we play a role and we need those. I need people in my life that I can go to when I have those questions. I have other people in my life because there are many roles that have to be filled I have people in my life that when I just need to talk and get stuff off my chest I got people that I can call to do that there are people in my life that that they don't necessarily serve a major a, a major role but they're there because I am trying to reach those people there are, there are a couple of people in my circle of friends that that are it are they're, they're admitted atheists. they'll tell you they're I don't believe in God Um, one of them is like, it's fine that you do, I don't. The other one is like, I think you're an idiot, but I kind of like you. And so, you know, it's okay. And they're in my life because they need me. The one who thinks I'm an idiot because I believe in Jesus but kind of likes me is the same person that called when his uncle died and he was at his worst, this uncle he was really close to, and he said, I don't believe in prayer, but would you pray for me? It's the same one that when everything else was crashing down and when he gets... (laughs) When, when he starts drunk texting at night, you know, uh, I get texts at 3 o'clock in the morning asking me about questions that, that he starts to think about. And so those are important part of my community because they need Jesus and I need to be Jesus to them. And we have in our community roles that we play and pe- roles that we need other people to fill. And so what ends up happening sometimes is we try to keep our community close. Because I only want three or four people around. I I only want... You know, there's only so many people I trust. And so when when I begin to expand my community, I get hurt. Because there are people out there that are mean. And people stink sometimes. But there are roles and there are things that we need to do. There are parts that, that God wants us to do. Which brings us to the next part of community needs growth to survive. Any living organism... Grows anything that's living is growing when it ceases to grow, it ceases to live. Think about this with think about your grass in the yard <laughs> if it's brown and it ain't growing, it's probably dead. Uh, the, the plants, my the plants that, that used to hang in my living room, they're now sitting on the front porch that are brown and they're probably dead. <laughs> Things to survive have to grow. And our community, in order to, our community that we're trying to build, in order to survive, it really has to grow. Communities are rich in resources. Your strengths may be another's weakness and vice versa. Um, it's supposed to say versa, it says versatility. That's my fault. That's not their fault because uh, it, the autocorrect, and so it made it that. So just pretend it says vice versa. Vice versa. Communities give us a deeper sense of belonging. We're going to talk about being transparent in a minute. I'm just being transparent. I screwed that up. So, Communities give us a deeper sense of belonging. You see, when we keep our community closed and we keep three or four people in it and we don't grow anymore, there are roles that aren't getting filled. Or, there, or we're requiring somebody to fulfill three or four roles in our life, and it becomes exhausting because sometimes we're a pain to be around. I mean, I'm not, but some of you guys are. And so... My wife is disagreeing back there. Communities have to grow. We have to expand our community because not only do I need people to fill those roles, not only do I have roles that I need to fill in other people's lives, but the body of Christ depends on me to help it grow. And if my community doesn't grow, if I don't have these guys that don't know Jesus and claim that he never lived and He doesn't, and God doesn't exist, if I'm not in their life, then who's going to give them the gospel? I mean sure it's on TV and sure there are people out there that like to talk about it But they have to see me walk it out and live it If they don't see me live what I say is true because the guys that you see on TV They may preach the gospel and they may be anointed and 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 people may get saved and may do that But they don't see them walk it out All they do is read the things that that we put on, on on social media because people love to tear each other down when somebody gets you know and so and that's all i see they've got to see me living out they've got to see me me and jeff were talking uh in small group a couple of weeks ago and, and he talked about you know uh a time at work where he made a mistake and and he went to the person and he said man i need you to know i messed up and i'm sorry And the person comes to know Jesus Christ because he fell and he got back up and he said, he was transparent and he said, man, I love Jesus and Jesus don't like it when I act that way. But sometimes I still do and I'm sorry. We need to grow our community. We need to grow those that are around us. My wife and I, um, we've been in ministry for 35 years or so. She was six when we started. and uh, <laughs> We have a son that's fixing to be 30, which is really awkward since she's 28. So, um, but, you know, we, uh, we were in ministry for a long time, and we were different places, and, you know, we've, we, we've seen success, and we've seen failures, and we've been hurt, and, and we've been through things. And so you learn to kind of guard yourself. And you learn to only be so real with people, and we had kind of gotten to that point that we we closed out a lot of people. You know, we I mean we were friendly. We weren't mean. If I was mean, I didn't mean to be. Um, I just look that way sometimes. It's the, it's the beard. I'm sorry. And uh, and we talked about the facts. And uh, there's even the joke that I told her. We I was out of town working. Me and and, and my son were out of town working. She was home and and had an issue. Uh, at the house and and I said this is why you need friends and she said I don't want friends I want you to come home and uh, and about a week or so later pastor Rick was talking and he talked about we close ourselves off and we're I think the term he used was spiritually inbred <laughs> now my wife's from Colbert she knows a thing or two about it and no, I'm just kidding <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> just kidding Anybody got a couch I can borrow? But Rick talked about this, and, and it challenged us, and she came home, and we laughed about it, and she said, I guess I'm going to have to get some friends because I don't want to be spiritually inbred. And so she signed up for a small group and opened herself up. Kyle, this is your commercial, man, I'm doing it for you. She signed up for a small group and opened herself up. And then last semester, we signed up for a small group as a couple, and 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 we went and we uh, and 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 we opened up and and we started to develop friendships. And this semester, you know, we um we're we're back in with that small with, with those people, and we've added some more people, and we've done some things, and 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 God has moved because because God showed us that our community had to grow, in order for me to be as effective as He wanted me to be, I needed to grow, my community. My role can't grow if I've got the same four people in my community. I can't just I can't just be there and be a leader. I've got to be develop relationships with younger musicians so that I can lead them. I can't just follow Jamie. I've got to lead guys behind me as well. Jamie can't just Jamie can't just lead she's in and, and and there and it becomes this thing where our community begins to grow and We begin to do this because you see that's what that's what God is calling us to do is to grow the community God is calling us to reach out and begin to to go beyond ourselves um The last point I'm going to make we're, we're running short on time Because uh, that last worship song was like 20 minutes long, but uh Just, just kidding kind of uh Real community. <laughs> it was either a pastor or a comedian. It was one of the two that I wanted to be when I grew up. Uh, real community. In order to really achieve community, because this is the thing, and, and there's so much about it, and, and, and you guys know this, but you know, we, we, we put aside. But in order to really achieve community, community requires transparency. Just be real. One of the problems with us as the church Is that so many times there's and and man I came up in it and I was a part of it for years and there's nothing worse than going to church and how are you today brother (laughs) I'm too blessed to be stressed (laughs) I'm doing you know I'm good I'm great my mortgage is overdue Uh, my wife's fixing to leave me my kids hate my guts but (laughs) I'm too blessed to be stressed brother we lie like a dog and pastors are the worst at it, man. I would go to, you go to district council and you go to the you go to general council and the pastors are the worst. How's your church doing? We're running between four and five hundred. We had six last week. <laughs> between four and five hundred. <laughs> you learn these things. You learn how to talk that Pentecostal talk. And we do that as Christians sometimes. We do, and we take it out into the world, and we tell our coworkers, "Man, Jesus is the answer. I don't worry. I don't stress." And then they see us. They see us get mad and get frustrated when deadlines begin to pile up. They begin to see it when our boss crawls our case, and we're not so Christ-like at that moment. They see us as, as we. And we have to just be real. It's time for us to admit, I'm not perfect. I'm forgiven, but I have to ask forgiveness You see I can't just I can't just be mean to you I can't just yell at you at work and expect you to forgive me because i'm a christian and i'm forgiven I got to tell you man. I screwed up If I if 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 I say something mean to justin on sunday, you know I've got to tell justin brother. I'm sorry. I apologize, man and uh We've got to be real and transparent. Transparency is the quality of being easily seen through. In community, it's honesty and openness. One of the most freeing things you've heard Rick talk about this, and I've mentioned it before. One of the most one of the most things that um, it was the hardest thing to do, but once I did, it truly deepened my relationship with my kids. Was the day that I told I told one of my kids, "Man, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have lost my temper like that. You messed up." but I reacted wrong and I messed up too and I'm sorry changed our relationship when they see me do something when they when they you know used to for those of you guys who who aren't ancient you know we used to have one phone in the house and so you know people would call and you say tell them I'm not home everybody's parents did that right tell them I'm not here he says he's not here And I have to tell them, I'm sorry I asked you to lie. It's not your fault that you messed up because I asked you to lie. And I get mad when you lie. And I messed up. And I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Honesty and transparency. Throw that next scripture up there. Make this your common practice. Confess your sins to each other. And pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. I lost a lot of you on that first verse right there. <laughs> confess your sins to each other. The King James says, be sure to confess your sins one to another. So we're going to start this morning. If you can come up one at a time. And con- I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. <laughs> we would leave and be a line headed out the door. But we have community because there are people that I trust. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't confess my sins to all my friends because some of my friends got big mouths and share way too much on social media. But I've got friends that I know I can call, and no matter what I did, I can tell them, and they're not going to hate me. They may say, you're stupid sometimes, you know. But what can we do about it? You see, community is about having those relationships when I mess up. Because here's the thing about, here's the thing about sin. Sin is like, sin is like mold. When you, when you have mold in a house, it grows in dark places that nobody goes in. Places that stay covered up, that are damp and moist, and sunlight never gets to them. Sunlight will kill it. And our sin sometimes is like that. It stays in those places that we cover And we hide and we don't show anybody. Sometimes not even our spouse. And it begins just like mold to grow and fester. and begins to affect other things. Mold will affect your house. It will begin to make the people in your house sick. It will begin to make you sick. And it will eventually destroy your house. Sin that we keep covered and hidden and we hide grows and it makes us sick and it makes those around us sick, and it will destroy our house. But when we expose it to sunlight, when we expose it to God's word, when we expose it so that Jesus can come in, he knows what to do with sin. When you call somebody who knows what to do with mold, they come in, they can take care of it, they can treat it, you know, you can be good. Now, the further it's it's been growing and building, the harder it is to get out, but it can be gotten out. And it may seem like you've kept that sin hidden and, and for so long and it's grown and gotten so big that you just don't think there's any, there's no hope for it. Somebody who knows what to do with it knows how to get it out. And they can take care of it. You've been listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a prayer need, our prayer team and staff would love to pray with you. You can send us your prayer request by using the email address prayer at church2911.com. If you would like to know more about our church, including information about our weekly services, please check out church2911.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.